Welcome to the Love and Freedom Podcast with Peace Ducrier, where she shares the life-transforming truth of God's Word that mends hearts and liberates people. Listen and experience the love of God. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We are still on our series, Three Truths to Remember When Going Through Trials. And we've talked about the first truth, which is that God loves you. We've talked about the second one, which is that God's power is at work in you. And we started the third one, which is that God's word is absolute truth. And again, I would just like to implore you, if you have not listened to those episodes, please stop this one and go listen to those ones. And even if you've listened to them, I would just implore you to keep listening to them. Because like I said, the word of God is our bells of truth and we must keep it on at all times. So let the words, because what I share with you is the word of God. And so it is imperative that you let these words guide and guard you because the word of God is a lamp onto our feet. Okay, so today we are continuing with the third truth, which is that God's word is absolute truth. And we've looked at two aspects of our lives and we've seen what God or we've learned what God says concerning those aspects. So it means that we've learned and we've seen the truth about our health. Does God say that your health can fail? Does God say, oh, sometimes you can get sick, that's fine. Like, what does God say? We've looked at that and I did say that we're going to look in depth into what God says about our health. And this is just like... um an intro, just so you know, you have an idea of what the word says concerning your health. And we also looked at um we also looked at the area of our career. Does God have anything to say about my job? What does God have to say about my promotion, my work? Um is God can God lead me to a company? When God leads me to, to a company, what kind of company does it lead me to? Does it lead me to a good place? So I start out there and then before I get to the best place. And so that, no, God leads you to the best of places. Praise Jesus. You know, we are living a script and it is important that we read that script because all of us, we are children of the prophets. Our lives are written in the Bible. You know, Jesus said, I come in the volume of the books that is written about me so also for us it is written about us in scripture so when you look at the bible you see yourself in it because i mean i i I said this earlier that the word of god is our mirror so it means that you are in the word of god so the word of god is a script written about us so it's important that you see that script because if you were an actor in a movie and you are given the script and in the script you're to play the role of a wealthy man who is worth billions of dollars for example you are going to act that way that is going to guide and control how you play that role so also if you see that in that movie you were um, a healer you were casted as a healer you're going to play that role if you were to play the role of the Superman in that movie, you're going to play that role. So also in the word of God, when we see something, we're like, oh. So it means that if you're given that script and you start playing a different role, the director can ask you, this is not what we said. This is not what we wrote. This is not what we gave you in the script. We gave you something else. So you're not playing that role well. You're playing a different role. So, you know, I was saying last week, last time that we can actually live a lie when we start living a life that is not consistent with the word of God. So when you see something in the scripture, 
that is written in the scripture, you're like, oh, this is the way my life should go. And so you walk in that light. So if you were going in another direction, you stop. And when you see that in the scripture, you walk in the direction of that. So today we are going to look at other areas of our lives and check out the truth in those areas. So the third area we're going to look at is our business and finance. Our business, investments, finance, marriage, um, safety, peace, pregnancy, children. What does God say concerning, what does God say about these things? So the third one, my business or your business and your finance, what does God say about them? Let's see Isaiah 48 verse 17. Isaiah 48 verse 17 scripture says the lord who takes up your course the holy one of israel says i am the lord your god who is teaching you for your prophets who is teaching you for your prophets guiding you by the way in which you are to go another translation the isv translation the international standard version says this is what the lord says your redeemer The Holy One of Israel, this is what the Lord says. This is the truth that God says. I am the Lord your God who teaches you how to succeed, who directs you in the path by which you should go. The King James says, I am the Lord thy God which teacheth thee to profit. Now, this alone is enough for you to be settled in your business and in your investments. He says that he's the one who teaches you to profit. So it means that when you're doing a business, God is saying to you that I will teach you. You know, do you think that the only thing God wants to teach you how to do is to pray or study your Bible? Of course, he wants to teach you how to pray. He wants to teach you how to study your Bible because that's the only way you are going to be victorious. But God wants to teach you investment strategies. He wants to teach you how to invest. Yes, you you yes, you have to read about investments and all of that, all of that, all of that. But he wants to teach you when to put in your money when to take out your money. He wants to teach you what strategies to employ in your business so that you can profit in your business. He wants to teach you those things as well. So he says, I teach you to profit and I lead you by the way you should go. You know, you hear a lot of businessmen, a lot of, I mean, they're successful people. They're they're successful and they tell you, and you know, when someone is successful, you are you want to listen to them because whatever they are doing, whatever it is that they did to make them successful, you would want to do that too because then you have more assurance and belief that if you follow everything that they say you should do, you're going to be successful as well. And you hear a lot of successful people tell you that in business, in investments, you have to fail several times before you can win. You have to fail. You have... What does God's word say? It doesn't matter. I told you, it doesn't matter who that person is. What does God's word say? God's word is only truth. He says, I lead you in the way that you should go. I teach you to profit. He directs you. He guides you to profit. And he teaches you the way you should go, when you should put in that money and when you should take it out. So do you think that he would, um, he goes, do you think the Lord goes by that? that he would want you to fail a couple times just so you know that that's the wrong way because they say failure, you don't don't take it as failure, just see it as another opportunity to learn. So do you think God, if God is guiding you, it would make you feel like, make you lose some money first. He would make you lose some money first just so that um, 
you would learn like, okay, that's on the way to do it. Okay, now that I have learned, let me, um, he would not start leading you through the right one. Like, okay, do this. That is like saying God can deceive you, but he's not. He cannot deceive you and he cannot lie to you. So if he is guiding you, if he's leading you, it means at every point in time, you're making profit. At every point in time, you are winning. And you're like, huh, how can, how can, peace, this is the extreme. But so what else does this mean? Like, tell me, like, what else does this mean? Or what else could this mean? Like, he says it teaches you to profit. And it teaches you the way you should go. And you know, when God is leading you, there is no way you can be. There is no way you can fail. There is no failure in God. Those who look to him, their faces are always radiant. They can never be put to shame. So where is the, where is the failure? Where is the deception? How can God even deceive you? If he's saying this, how can he deceive you? How can you, he said he leads you. He teaches you how to succeed. He says he teaches you how to succeed. God teaches you how to succeed. He doesn't teach you how to fail. He teaches you how to succeed. He's not trying to get you to, to fail. He's not trying to get you to learn how to fail. He teaches you to succeed. So it means that at every point in your life, you can be a victor and you are a victor if you would follow his leading and his guidance. So when people say you have to fail sometimes so that you can appreciate success or you have to fail sometimes so that you can now be successful, but that is a lie. That is not consistent with scriptures. God is telling you that I can guarantee you 100% return on everything. I can guarantee you 100% success in every investment that you make. Just follow my leading. That is all. That is what he's saying. You know, a lot of people want to place their experiences above the word of God, which shouldn't be. If the word of God says something, then relax. Relax. Praise Jesus. So now we are saying, we've seen that God's will and God's word and the truth concerning your business is that you succeed 100% of the time. There is no failure in God. I will repeat that. God's truth, the truth about your life is that you are a success 100% of the time. Every single day, every single time you make a business deal, every single time you make an investment, the truth about your life is that you profited. You did not fail. You did not lose out. Why? Because the Lord is the one guiding you. The Lord is the one leading you. As long as he's leading you and you are following his leading, you will never be a failure. You will never be defeated. You will never lose out. You would always cash out and your business cannot fail because he teaches you how to succeed. Praise Jesus. The next area we're going to look at is the area of finances. We're going to look at the area of finance. Praise Jesus. Remember I said that we're all living a script. So when you read something that the word of God says, you realize that, oh, that is my truth. And if you were living something contrary before, it is time to now start living according to your truth, according to the truth of God's word, because that is your mirror. So don't look into the mirror and see that, oh, my clothes, they are white. And then walk out and act like you're wearing, you're putting on black clothes. Act like you're wearing white because you're wearing white. So act like the successful businessman that you are, the wise investor that you are, since Christ is your wisdom. So you have wisdom to make that business decision. You have wisdom to make that deal. 
Christ is your wisdom. Praise Jesus. So the next area we're going to look at is the area of finances. And so what does God say about your finances? What does God say about my finance? What is the truth about my finance? How does God see me? How did God make me? Did God make me poor? Does God say I'm poor? Does God say I'm poor and I can try to be rich? Does God say right now, based on my bank accounts, the money in my savings, the money in my investment, does God say I'm rich by that? Or does God say, hmm, it's not looking good, but you can you can become rich? Does God say you can become rich? Or does God say you are rich? Which one? Let's find out. Okay, so let's look at Second Corinthians 8 verse 9. It says, For you have experienced the extravagant grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that although he was infinitely rich, he impoverished himself for our sake, so that by his poverty we could become rich beyond measure. Did you hear that? He says so that by his poverty we could become rich beyond measure. So he says he was rich, but he became poor for our sake, so that by his poverty we could become rich beyond measure. Okay, stop for a minute. Let us analyze the scripture. He says by his poverty, you could become rich beyond measure, right? And I told you that this is a script that has already been written. So we just have to follow the script. So what does that tell you now? Does that tell you that you are trying to become rich or you are a poor person now and you're trying to become rich? He says so that we could become rich beyond measure. So the reason he did that was so that we could become rich beyond measure. So it means that right now we are rich beyond measure. And I told you that whatever thing you see that is contrary to what the word of God says, those are lying vanities. And those who consider lying vanities, they what? They forsake their what? They forsake mercy. They forsake what has been given to them. So the word of God says that you are rich. The word of God says that you are rich beyond measure. You are rich beyond measure. So when you see yourself say, boy, I am so rich. Come on. Like I am so rich. Scripture says that the Lord is your shepherd. You lack nothing good. No good thing does he withhold from who? From us. From his righteous ones. For those who are in Christ, no good thing does he withhold from them. So it means that you lack nothing. Another scripture says all things are yours. It is not in the future tense. It is right now. All things are yours. So when you look at yourself, tell yourself you are rich. Tell, you, tell yourself you are rich. If someone is saying, huh, how are you rich? You could not even afford to get that. You could not even afford to get that thing from that grocery store or something. Just tell them, boy, you're looking at the wrong thing. I'm rich. I'm so big. I'm so rich. God is not telling you that I will make you rich. He's telling you that I made you rich beyond measure. He said, I made you rich beyond measure. And he says, all things are yours. Let us look at another scripture. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. I wonder, I guess this was done on purpose because <laughs> 2 Corinthians 8, 9 talks about you being rich beyond measure. And then 2 Corinthians 9, 8, it says the same, like it says, Something really profound, like I really love the scripture and I like to read it from the Amplified Translation. I don't know how people read the scripture and then they read it, they just read it straight and like with a straight face and everything and there is no excitement. I'm like, do you know what you're reading? Like, did you, do you need an interpreter or something? (laughs) Okay, so 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. Oh, it says, and God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing 
come to you in abundance. Did you hear that? And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing. Earthly blessing come to you in abundance. Earthly blessing includes those cars, the money, whatever. Come to you in abundance. Okay, let's pause. God is not trying to, if you need a thousand, oh my gosh, we're going to see that very soon, pretty soon. Be patient, be patient, be patient. God is not, if you need a thousand dollars, God is not trying to give you a thousand dollars or God has not given you a thousand dollars. He has given you a million, a million dollars. So he gives in abundance and we just said God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. And remember, he says the one we read one scripture last time and that says that says his favor surrounds us like his shield. So even right now, his favor surrounds me like a shield. So the scripture says, and God is able to make all grace. Has he made all grace available? He has made all grace available. His favor surrounds me like a shield right now. And even right now, he has made all grace available to me. So he says, and this is not, like, this is what the scripture says. Like, I'm not quoting it from anywhere. I'm not, it's not my own understanding or like what I was taught in the university. This is the word of God. This is plain. He says, all things are yours. And yeah, he says, God is able to make. Is it that when you need it, God will make it available? He says, all things are yours. It is yours now. So now if you, if you have a need, you need money, you're facing, you're going through a tough time. And he says, he has made it available. It's for you to not realize it. And when you realize it, you agree with him. How do you agree with him? You speak it out in words. You're going to look at that later. But if you believe what he says, you speak it out in words. So he says, God is able to make all grace, all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnish in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. He says to require no aid. So God has made grace available for you such that you need no aid. You need no assistance. You need no loans. You need no assistance. It says you need so that you need, you require no aid or support and you will be furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. God has blessed you. You are a blessed man. It says Christ died so that the blessing given to Abraham might come to us the Gentiles. God is not just blessing you so that you can be satisfied. He's blessing you to make you a blessing. He told Abraham, the blessing that has come to you is that I will bless you and make you a blessing. Was Abraham blessed or not? Was he a blessing or not? So he blesses you so that you can be a blessing to other people, so that you can advance the work of the kingdom. Because think about it. How do we advance the kingdom if we're not blessed, if we're not rich? Praise Jesus. Okay, so let's look at another scripture. This is 2 Corinthians 9.10. But then we just read the Amplified, but I want us to read the Passion Translation of 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10. And it says, maybe I should read the verse 8, the Passion Translation. Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you would have more than enough of everything, every moment and in every way. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. I need not say any other word. Okay. So verse 10, the Passion Translation says, This generous God, God is generous, and he has blessed you so you can also be generous. He said, This generous God who supplies abundant seed for the farmer 
which becomes bread for our meals, is even more extravagant towards you. First, he supplies every need plus more. So he says that God, that's what I told you, like if you need a thousand dollars, God is not, God did not make a thousand dollars available to you. He made a million dollars available to you. That is, our God is an extra, 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 really pretty, very much extra God. So this is what he says in the scripture. It says, first he supplies every need plus more. He gives you more than you need. Then he multiplies the seed as you sow it so that the harvest of your generosity will grow. So now he says that he supplies your need plus more. And then he multiplies the seed as you sow it. You know, he provides seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So it means that when God blesses you, when God, when your finances increase, it means that in that finance or the money that you have, there is your seed in it. There is your expenses, your need and everything. There is more. So he says that he will bless you. He will provide your need, but he wouldn't. And I think this is why he doesn't just give you your need. He gives you extra. So you will have extra to sow. Do you understand it? And then he says, as you sow that extra, the harvest of your generosity grows and multiplies. So that is why he's saying that you, you live in abundance. Do you get it now? You live in abundance. So God is giving you, he's increasing your finances. He's giving you abundance. And he says, your need is there. Whatever you need, your expenses, everything is in it. But your seed is also in it. So don't eat your seed, of course. Sow your seed. And even when you sow that seed, he's saying that he would multiply it. It would overflow. And then the next verse says, you will be abundantly enriched in every way as you give generously on every occasion. So there is a principle here already. He's already given you another instruction that make sure you sow your seed and you will be abundantly enriched in every way as you give generously on every occasion. For when we take your gifts to those in need, it causes many, thank- many to give thanks to God. Let me give you a testimony. I remember this was in, I think it was in 2019. I just started learning about finance, like how does God prosper his own? What are the principles in the kingdom? And, you know, just learning. And I learned the principle of principle of giving, of sowing seeds and um, how God blesses you. So you always have something to sow. And that is why it's so important that we save and God teaches you how to save. See, this God is full of, this God is wisdom and he can teach you anything and everything that you need to know and you want to know. So I, I, okay, I'm like, okay, I'm going to practice this. I'm going to sow my seed. I'm going to give more. And this was what I did. That moment I, I sowed the seed and I kept sowing my seeds. And I've discovered that just doing that, my finances increased. And this is so true. Like when you have a need, like sow a seed. And you would, you would actually see it increase because the, the kingdom has the kingdom that we've come to. There are principles and these principles, they work. So when God blesses you, he blesses you with your seed as well. And when you sow it, you reap it as well. Praise Jesus. So when you go into your place of prayer, look at yourself and you're like, boy, I'm so big. I'm so rich. Like when you're walking, walk, walk. Walk as the rich man. Walk as the rich woman that you are. Great is my wealth. Great is your wealth. Come on. You live in abundance. Tell yourself, I live in abundance. When you look at your bank account and it's showing $5, like $5 is all you have to the end of the month. Don't look at it and you're like, 
Don't say you're broke. Don't look at that and say you're broke. Don't ever say you're broke because you're speaking against the word of God and you're calling the word of God a liar. And that is unbelief. Don't talk against the word of God. When you see that balance, you say, this is a lying vanity. And they who are considered lying vanities, they forsake mercy. They forsake their mercy. They forsake mercy. So you're like, if I consider this, I'm forsaking the truth of who I am. Remember, we're living in a script and the script says that you're a big woman in the script. You're a big man in the script. So act like it. When you're walking, chin up, square your shoulders, Walk like the rich man and the rich woman that you are because indeed that is your truth. You are wealthy. You are full of wealth. Your riches are beyond measure. There is nothing you cannot lack in this life. Tell yourself all things are mine. I cannot lack. I live a victorious life. I live in abundance. I walk in abundance. I am fully furnished for every charitable work. Praise Jesus. So in our next episode, we're going to look at other aspects. We're going to look at the aspect of marriage, of pregnancy, of of pregnancy, of childbirth of um, our peace safety as well we're going to look at all those aspects and see what the word of god actually says. i trust that you're even more glorious now after listening to that life transforming message by peace Dukuye. i invite you to make jesus christ the lord of your life by praying thus O lord god i believe with all my heart in jesus christ son of the living god i believe he died for me and God raised him from the dead. I believe he's alive today. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life from this day. Through him and in his name, I have eternal life. I'm born again. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. I'm now a child of God. Hallelujah. Congratulations. You are now a child of God. If you desire to go deeper in the word of God, please click on the link in the description to check out more in-depth messages on Connect with Peace's blog. For counseling, questions, and inquiries, please send an email to the Love and Freedom Podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow Peace on Instagram at connectwithpeace.